As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Welcome to this week's Why Always Us. This is your Manchester City podcast from The Athletic. I'm David Mooney. Sam Lee and Paul Bias are here with me. Hi, Sam. Hello. In person. And in person. I'm Paul. Yeah, in person. First, first time in person, I think that it's the three yeah. of us, right? Three yeah. of us, yeah. Um, me and Sam, for us two, it's like three years, two years. Okay. I don't know. Well, the last time we did it was walking back from the Villa game, oh, the yeah, last yeah. game of the season, to the car park. Was it? In the yeah, rain. Just to be yeah. like, if for like 10 minutes, what the hell did you make of that? I was oh, like, okay. I've literally no idea. That was the maddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Halcyon days. Um, you can read everything on City and more in The Athletic right now for a pound a month for six months. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod and sign up. You get these podcasts without the ads as well, so just sign up at theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod. Um, we're recording this in person because we are uh, straight after Pep Guardiola's pre-match press conference. Uh, so let's, buy, let's start by hearing what the manager had to say ahead of this weekend's Manchester derby. Always I expect in front of the opponents we're going to face, always expect the best the quality they have is no doubt about that for many years. Uh, and they come with a very good results, a tough sides, because winning in Southampton always not easy, but especially Liverpool and Arsenal home. So, and yeah, good momentum for them. Your physio, Mario Pafundi, joined the Norwegian national team uh, the last two weeks uh, to take care of Erling. Can you tell us more about the background for that decision? Because it's a bit rare to see someone working with both the club and the national team? No, it's not weird. When it's an event like European Cups or World Cups, many officials go with the players. Uh, not for the case of Mario, that's an exceptional official. So, uh, always I said to the club, the most important department, the most important department in the backroom staff, everyone is important, but especially the most important one is the officials. They take care of the legs. And, and Erling last season struggled a lot in Dortmund because it was mostly all, all year uh, injured and arrived here with uh, a little bit problems after a small surgery in summertime and I started to work with Mario, with Federico, with other guys and uh, and thanks to them, of course his work ethic and the rest and uh, he can play regularly when well, last season was not possible. It is thank you for the, of course, Erling to it by the hands and the treatments of the guys. So uh, the clubs uh, uh, earn a lot of money when the players can play and most of the time it's thanks to the physios so that's why 
like Mario Erling knows each other and ask him to go to national team and and they did it. He was very thankful of the club because he said thanks because they've, I mean, the club has basically made him be able to play many more games than he used to do. He's played every game this season. He played two times 90 minutes this international break. Do, do you have any thoughts on what, what the issue was or what you've done differently than? No, you have to ask to Mario. I'm not fishy. I don't know what they do. What they, what they do is try to make the place available and not just Mario, all of them. So It's so important the way they work. We have an incredible talent, guys, and that's why I have the place to be fit. Otherwise, they could not play and it will be not sent. Pep, um, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to have to play 13 matches in the next 43 days. Everyone is going to do this. Everyone, yeah. Not yeah. everybody, no, but the, the guys European. who are yeah, European. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much a match every three days. Um, in that same period, how many proper training sessions, tactical sessions, you think you're going to be few. able to have? Few, few, few. If recovery, be ready. Try to rotate as much as possible the, the players, everybody involved. Everybody's going to play the next games. Everyone is been both minutes. Someone more than the other ones, but everyone is going to play. It's at few sessions. So th how does that change the impact of a manager in that period? Since I am manager, I've always been like that. 11, 12 years ago, we start. Never see this game, so it's not a surprise. It's not news. So adapt, adjust. Recover well, physios, ice and uh, in the legs, and uh, train specific what you need, what you believe you have to improve for a few times. Hi, Pat. Um, on the game itself, you've had a fair few Manchester derbies now. How does it compare to previous games at Barcelona and Real Madrid, Bayern versus Dortmund? How does the Manchester derby specifically compare? How is it different? What makes it special? In, in, in Spain, Barcelona, Madrid, Madrid, Barcelona, more noisy. The days before, the day after is more, more media, more everything. The rest in Germany here, perfect. You can work, people expecting, enjoy to watch the derby, and that's all. And is it different for you as a manager, this game, this fixture? Do you feel different? Not much. Yeah, of course it's important. It's a derby of uh, the big rival in the city. In the city and and uh, yeah, but try to, to figure out what they're going to do, what, what we can do to, to beat them. So no more than that. And in these kind of games, you don't have to make an extra motion or extra because it's where it is, everybody knows it, the stadium will be full and they will support us behind us and, and of course they know we're going to do our best. I'm looking forward, anyway. And, and finally, with John Stones out, I guess that means there's probably a role for, for a kanji on, on Sunday. How impressed have you been with him? Are you surprised how quickly he's adapted to life in the Premier League with City? Well, I play really well since arrived, we cannot deny that. Uh, he knows, he has all the skills that we need. And especially professional, a serious, intelligent person. So it's well prepared here. And uh, yeah, there's another option that uh, that we have. And, and for this is a long, long season. I know you said John Stones will be back when he's back, but does it look like a long-term injury? Is it a, a short No, but I think it will not be four, five, six weeks. It will be less. Yeah. So Normally, hamstring can be between four, six weeks. 
I don't know. I said to Melissa, I don't know when I'm going to come back, but he's he's going back. But I think maybe two weeks, ten days, two weeks, hopefully. And in terms of Emmerich, is he available to start? Do you think this weekend, or will the derby come a Who? little bit too? Emmerich Laporte, do you think? Uh, by a long time, he's injured. But the important is uh, what we're seeing in the in the training session. He's he moving well, and uh, his ability with the pass is exceptional. So yeah, it's, it's another. It's important to come back for this crazy schedule that everybody has. Have another another player. It's so important, and for him as well. For you know to come back. Kevin Lebrana has said that for a lot of people in football, it's about. Um, negativity and fear, but playing under you, it's about extreme positivity. Uh, what do you say to players before big games like this one? Nothing. These big games feel. There is a plan for the way they attack, for the way they defend. You have to adjust, and and that's all. And always, I believe, is a this is a a big opportunity. Our job, football, to express our our or the skills the players they have in front of the thousand millions of people and we have to do it for them and the best way is they be yourself and try to what you are as a football player show every day as much as possible uh, don't be a scare uh, be up front and and try to you know play good and if you do it the consequences will be points points and victories and victories so I prefer to be active than reactive, and, and the teams always have been. I've been as a football player, and especially as a manager, always have been like this, and always will be like that. Last season in the Champions League knockouts, you brought Kyle and John back uh, from injuries. You said it was worth the risk to play them. Is the derby something where you could bring Ime straight in? Is that one of those games, or is it too ah, It's completely different. And the problem we had is that we didn't have another option in that moment, so... Kai was injured in the first game against Madrid, John just 20 minutes and had Fernandinho help us a lot to play as a fullback. So it's a different situation. So if I decide, we decide to play with Amis, not a problem, we do it. But now we don't have this urgency because we have alternative with uh, with Ruben, with uh, Manu, with uh, with Nathan. So, but it's important, he's back, really, really important. And do you feel a need to be kind of more aggressive in this first half of the season, given that you don't know how things are going to be after the World Cup. And our performance yeah. and the way we play. Yeah. yeah. No, no. We, we, and listen. We, of course, we talk six and six weeks. We have the World Cup. You have the World Cup, and one injury in that period will be difficult. We risk, you know. That's why you have to be focused in every. Do you do your life on and off the pitch? Um, but we we don't plan absolutely anything differently. Uh, so with the next game, we try to do it because I don't know what's going to happen. World Cup. Nobody knows it. We talk about the days off we have the staff and players don't go to the World Cup when we come back and the trainings we'll do. And after, it depends on group stage, quarterfinals, semifinals, final. Uh, the, the players will come back and after that we'll see how they feel here, legs, tired, not tired. And the first game we're going to play, Carabao Cup or Leeds away, we're going to, to, to see the selection and step by step. I don't think it's nobody knows it's going to happen after World Cup. Uh, hi, Pat. Um, there was a, a bit of talk earlier in the season about the size of Lisandro Martinez when he signed for 
United as a centre-half in the Premier League. Um, he could be up against Erling Haaland on Sunday. How do you see that matchup going and will he have his hands full, do you think? Erling is taller. That's for sure. But um, uh, I like when the people underestimate the football player just for the size. You know, he can tell them I'm here, I'm a good player, I can play everywhere. So he's a fantastic player, incredible build-up foot, good mentality, aggressive. And you see his behaviors. So if United spend this money for him, it's because Eric, of course, know him from, from my experience. And there's no doubt about about that. So it's not the first time I think um, he played against strikers like are taller than him. In Holland, I'm pretty sure there are strikers, you know, the big ones, and he handled it. So, important is intelligent, be brave, and and do it. But of course, in the box, the crosses in that position, Erling is taller. Yeah, that that's right. So we'll see what happens. That was uh, Pep Guardiola speaking uh, to the media a bit earlier on. Um, how do you think he's feeling at the moment, Paul? Um, because it's, it's it's a strange kind of game to come back to from the international break, I guess. Yeah, but. I kind of saw him. He was quite relaxed, wasn't he? I mean, I think that he's at the point that, of course, it's a derby, and I think that he wants, to, of course, he wants to win it, and it's a different game. But um, he also, I mean, he's quite used to play this kind of game, and he takes it like more normal than maybe another manager can can do it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he is quite fine. Uh, pro- probably like the injuries that I'm sure that we're going to talk about it are going to be like his main headache who is going to play up front for for Man United I, I, I think and I know that it's his biggest concern right now because he doesn't know which player for Man United is going to be back but yeah I think he was quite chill quite calm and yeah let's see how it goes on Sunday It's an interesting dynamic at the minute Sam um, kind of how much Guardiola will be looking at what United will do and how much it's a case of like what City can do instead like just focus on City or look at what Guardiola look at what Ten Hag might do yeah well, he's not he, do, he, he doesn't really seem the kind of manager that's just we're going to play our game does he? That's, it's kind of the whole overthinking debate has got its roots it comes from yeah, like that yeah, yeah. hasn't it like and, you know whether, whether it's like Fulham at home or, or United at home he's going to make some allowances for what they do and try and exploit any weaknesses or negate yeah. any strengths and again as Paul's saying you know he's concerned about Who's going to start? It's probably it's it's not so much. Oh, he's scared of them. It's just he, he yeah, wants to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he just wants to know. So we can say, okay, if it's Rashford, then we know he likes to do this. If it's yeah. Martial, he likes to do this. Well, if it's, if it's Ronaldo, yeah, then Cristiano Ronaldo is like a whole completely. We need to be careful with this, but I'd, I'd, I'd probably prefer to play against Ronaldo. I reckon. I, I reckon think so. Someone who isn't going to press them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly. I think he'd prefer to, and I'm sure for that reason he probably won't. But again, it's just that kind of uncertainty. But yeah, just the whole vibe. Like, in terms of it being a big game and Guardiola being relaxed, it's like. I'm sure he probably prefers it as well because the players don't need any motivation. He doesn't need to go in and remind them and say, look, lads, you need to switch on because it's Southampton and blah, blah, blah. They can do this. It's like he'll just go in and be like, look, it's Man United. They've got these players. I don't need to tell you anymore. And that, um, and, and that's, you know, that kind of takes care of itself in that respect. And then the, the other thing is there was a question in there about you know, he rushed back Walker and Stones for like the Champions League against Real Madrid and like is this a similar kind of occasion but it just isn't is it and if you remember when the derby around this time last year when it kind of caused a bit of controversy didn't it because he was asked like, what's more important the Champions League group game against Leipzig or the derby and he was like well it's Leipzig isn't it because we've got fewer opportunities to qualify for the, for the knockout stages yeah. and then obviously in 
when it comes to the Premier League, we've got like 30 games left. And that's the situation now, isn't it? Like, it's a big game, but also it's so early in the season. If you're going to lose, lose with time to, yeah, to recover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the difference. I mean, while we're on it then, speaking of losing, Paul, um, he was asked about this as well. City's record uh, against United at the Etihad isn't fantastic. Um, there are mitigating circumstances for that, though. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe that, well, the, the record that Pep has against Solskjaer, Actually, I think it's quite bad for Pep. I think it's probably the manager that has won Pep more more times, which is quite unbelievable. But I think that it speaks a lot uh, as well of the kind of United that can be dangerous to Pep, because of course United uh, under Soldier was a really counter-attacking team, and I think that they are, they are going to be kind of not not the same, but yeah, kind of similar than that. Or, um, what what are we going to see like like on Sunday? But yeah, I think that. Um, in the past few years, probably United has been setting up in a more conservative way, like reactive way. That they'll, they'll do that again this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to do that again. But I think that, I mean, it's not good for the long term for the for Man United, uh, in my opinion. But I think that it's good for them in terms of like facing a game against Man City, because it gives to them like the role of underdogs, and I yeah. think that they kind of feel comfortable with that, and they have. Thrived, if that word that, that that you can use with Manchester United at some point in the in the recent years, but yeah, um, let's see how it goes. But I expect like Manchester United counter-attacking. Plus, if they don't play with with Cristiano Ronaldo, if they can have some pace up front with the defense of Man City. That probably is not going to be at at its peak, basically because of the injuries that they have. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Speaking of the underdogs thing, Sam, um, I'd say United's two best wins this season, Liverpool and Arsenal, yeah, exactly. they, they've yeah. barely had the ball in either. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, it just suits them down to the ground. and You know, it was after that... Because obviously going into the Liverpool game, it was all kind of like, if they lose this, and it could be like 6-0, then, you know, delete club and all that kind of stuff. But then obviously when they won, you know, all the talk on, like, they had the pundits on the pitch, and I remember listening to it, and like, Gary Neville was like, oh, the way they can't attack in this. And I was like, yeah, but that's kind of, it that doesn't fix the problem, really. Like, obviously, you, you can't say no to beating Liverpool at home. You know, City would take that, for sure. But like, in, in any circumstances, but it was just like, that doesn't, yeah, the issue is for United when they play like anyone at home who they're expected to beat. How do they actually play? And that's obviously going to be the big thing for for Ten Hag. But you know, Ten Hag has kind of shown that he doesn't mind seeding possession. He's yeah. not. He's not just going to be like, well, actually, no, we're going to. We, we want the ball. We're not yeah. winning, going to do. Yeah, 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 want the ball and press high open and all this kind of stuff. Blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, and that you know that that can give problems to um, to City. And like I said a million times, like if City play against like, West Ham, they. And they can play compact and hit on the break 
Yeah, West Ham are okay on the break. Leicester, the best Leicester, are really good on the break. Like they, they're like, the way they actually combine the players they've got makes them really good. And then like you go up into the Champions League, and if you've got PSG playing on the break, it's so much harder because yeah. if staying compact is horrible to play against. Yeah, but then when you've got individual yeah. quality on the break, and it's similar with United, they're not they haven't got Mbappe and Messi, but like. We've seen Rashford, you know, he's got player of the month now, you know, just for kind of being able to play more on the break. Martial played more on the break. Sancho scored a good goal here yeah. last, last season on the break. So, yeah, once you add in that kind of, any kind of organisation and then individual quality, it is difficult. Um, but I always, I always thought this whenever Solskjaer was in charge, despite whatever's happened before, I'm sure City will, will be fine and will win. I'm really looking forward to the game, but it's mainly because of... It's interesting because it's different from United again, isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. City's interesting because, yeah, what's Guardiola going to do? And obviously now there's a Haaland factor. But the main thing is, okay, it's a new United manager. Is this kind of weird City record going to go on, or will they just, you know, kind of get the results that they did last season, which were two of the most one-sided Manchester yeah, Derby victories yeah. you'll ever see? Even I suppose going back to when United were winning them, don't think United ever won them kind of like as, you know, just convincingly as that. Yeah, well, I've got the record, um, and like when you when you dig into it, there are there are reasons behind each of the each of the games, and it, it sounds like I'm making excuses for City. Maybe I am, but you go back to Guardiola's bit, first season, um, end of the first season, they, they drew nil nil. It was a Thursday it was night. Terrible, wasn't it? It's was an awful game. Um, Fellaini got sent off, I think, if I like, just come back to me. Um, but it was the end of the end of the season. You know, City were were kind of coasted into a top three, top four finish. Um, 17-18 I didn't like that one. They were two 0 United came back one three two. That was a that was a bad beat. But um, the title was was done and dusted. It was a matter of time. Um, Eighteen nineteen when it mattered uh, and every point mattered. The United came here and City controlled it one three one. Nineteen twenty City were all over the place. Game, that was uh, that was not a great game in nineteen twenty. But it was it, yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't even remember this game. This was the Otamendi scored uh, late on. Uh, but United scored twice on the break in the first yeah. half, and it was it was, was the it, season where I think I was Marshall, I think. yeah, but it was the season where City no, that were. Was last season. Um, oh yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, it was a season where City would just give yeah. it. They weren't defending. Yeah, they yeah. they throw in a bad performance every every four or five games. Um, 2021 United won again but again City were running away with the league it was lockdown yeah. season they were looking at, at, at Champions League they'd won 24 games in a row yeah. Yeah. And they, that was, the, that was were, a surprising thing for me. they were looking at, at the stage where they were looking at the Champions League as well though at that point in the yeah. season that was a, um, it was on March wasn't it Raheem was still in game wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah he missed a couple of Chance, yeah, yeah and then he didn't play against Southampton after that, yeah, and the whole thing kicked off, and, and, now, and now he's a Chelsea. Now he's a Chelsea. Um, and uh, then last season, when every point mattered again, it was four-one. So uh, we're at the stage of the season where I, I reckon, I reckon you can look at the at the twenty twenty-one, uh, the twenty twenty-one twenty-two, and the eighteen nineteen games for guidance for this one. And I don't know if that's just me being overly optimistic and hopeful, <laughs> isn't it? Like you, you've, you've glossed over some fairly like. <laughs> Horrible defeats there, and just wrote them off as like with whatever. mitigating circumstances. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, but like because in so one hundred point season, you're telling me City didn't want to beat United because they because they were going to win it at some point. Like that was that was that's the main a, motivation. It was like do it today. That's the blip, though, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that one, the season after, the, when it was like November, twenty eighteen, I remember that was being in like, the rain. Just a really well. yeah, yeah, just yeah, a, yeah, just yeah, a really good, good yeah, kind yeah. of. City performance in the derby and that's how I've expected them all to go at the Etihad um, obviously they haven't for different reasons um, yeah just the one last not last season but the one when they won 24 games in a row and then just 
that lose was and, and play terrible. It was like, where's that come from? Because yeah, like, obviously our City had they'd gone off the boil for that whole season when Liverpool won it and then at the start. But then obviously they turned it around so spectacularly for the 24 games in a row and they played United at Old Trafford in the, in the Carabao, didn't they, in like January. Yeah. Like before, they'd only won like two games but they played well uh, Old Trafford and it was like oh a city a city back here and then I think they beat Chelsea at the weekend after that and it was like, okay they're, they're motoring now and then to win 24 games and then lose to that that was just weird so that's the whole kind of interesting thing about this game like, I do expect it, I do fully expect it to win and, and play well um, but yeah like I say if there's any kind of organisation and any kind of great like individual quality on the counter attack it is going to be fascinating um, it'd be great if Ten Hag started Ronaldo <laughs> I just don't think he will yeah. for the reason where you just think it he, you'd know what if you start Ronaldo against City you know what? Like Rangnick didn't and Rangnick knew he didn't really have any power by then like by the time they came to the Etihad Rangnick had kind of knew, knew the score knew he wasn't going to be able to change anything obviously he left because there's no point even saying as an advisor but even then he was like I'm not playing Ronaldo today. Yeah, yeah. that's where Ronaldo he just went to Portugal didn't yeah, he and just like kicked off yeah, but yeah. They, managed to keep, they managed to stop that from being like a big story in like yeah. the media but. and basically City knew beforehand in that game that Ronaldo was not going to play because all the bomb that just went off, like in Manchester, just City, play, City has Portuguese players, like we, we, within like the backroom staff, they knew that, that Ronaldo was there, so I guess that it was easier just to plan it. Um, but yeah, I, I, that would have been over the weekend, wouldn't it? Because I know, yeah. I put this in an article at the end of last season, that City, they called up like loads of young players to train in, like before... Um, like maybe it was on the Friday or like on the Thursday or whenever but it was like a to kind, kind of, of do a tactics bring up loads yeah, yeah, yeah. of new players and they made one of the young players like do Ronaldo's job you know because I think they always say like, stand, stand stand circle, but yeah. it was but no but it was like they said to him press but don't like fully press yeah, like don't try and actually win the ball back much. just like make, <laughs> yeah. make the run but like just kind of stop so so because that was that was exactly what they were expecting like yeah, well if yeah. Ronaldo plays there's no point in getting there's no point in getting the Ronaldo our Ronaldo copy guy to to fully press because he's not going to do it and that kind of gives an example of you know like, that's why I think you know Pep would love for Ronaldo's play he'd never admit it obviously but he'd love for Ronaldo's play but then yeah I guess like you say Paul I hadn't thought of this but all the Portuguese guys here yeah, yeah they must have known by like uh, Friday night Saturday yeah. or whatever I mean I'm not guessing uh, yeah, 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 I sure. know it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be like a game similar like, like last season I think that this United has sure. no it can't be although United has more of a structure but you know, than, yeah than but they season. gave Liverpool so much of the ball at Old Trafford where Liverpool weren't great but they still had basically obviously it was at Old Trafford it was different but if United offer City the amount of possession this weekend that they gave Arsenal and particularly Liverpool because I didn't see the Arsenal game so I was flying to Seville but the Liverpool game I just think City you, would you think them. City would absolutely get a town with I think so yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so so even if they do they are a bit more reactive and they they're compact and play on the break. I, th- I, just, I do think if you offer your City that kind of possession, and obviously like, there's, there's the Haaland factor as well. So it's well, like, yeah, I was going to come on to the this. ball in the box occasionally. And yeah, because I was, so was going to come on to this. One of the issues in those derbies that they've lost, Paul, has been United soak everything up and hit City on the counter attack. Yeah. It's a lot harder to soak everything up if you've got a man who needs three touches to score two goals. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean if it's going to play a role because. It also like leaves United in a position that if you want to play in the counter attack, that's okay. But I mean, you don't want to sit down on your box and just get Haaland, get get paired to Lisandro Martinez and just wait for a cross in there because he 
got such an advantage in there. So it's a matter of time if you do that. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. So United is in this kind of position that, I mean, it makes sense for them just to wait on the contract, on the counter attack, but they cannot just sit down on on their box because and in terms of crosses though, like how th- this is why Cancelo gets so much space yeah. because if you like a deep block then you're kind of in your box and Cancelo's in that kind of yeah. withdrawn half space yeah. and also De Bruyne is so good at finding those spaces on the right as well yeah. so if it's about crossing yeah, yeah. then us, they can like United could like most teams could say okay you can cross from there but we've got this advantage in the middle but they haven't really got that advantage look with Martinez and smaller smaller players like there are certain things you can do yeah. but if it does become City putting in 30 crosses which obviously nobody really likes and it's normally a sign that things are going badly but yeah. normally if they do put those in like good crosses like the Cancelo one against Dortmund or like a lot of De Bruyne's ones where they reach the back post yeah. it's going to cause all sorts of problems yeah. then, then it might be good uh, as well to have the game that City had against Borussia Dortmund because Pep was like really really critical on the work that both attacking midfielders did when they mm. when he tried to defend Jack Grealish like yeah Grealish didn't have a good game because Gundogan and De Bruyne didn't run into the spaces and create all those all those situations that he needed to I mean if United wants to sit deep the attacking midfielders are going to be they gon- they they are gonna have to read the spaces and just to know in which line they have to position themselves. So probably just to have this game when they were like rock bottom, if you want to say that, or they were like bad. It's gonna be a look like a good um, moment to learn from for yeah. for Pep and just to tell them, look, you did this and this wrong against Borussia Dortmund. You c- we cannot afford to do that against yeah, Manchester. No, there was a similar thing in the in the documentary that City put out on City TV recently. Um, I can't remember what it was, but. Guardiola was like, do you remember, like, last year? He was like, no. Six months ago? No. Because last week, like, it was just like, it was, like, it was really, last week. Yeah. La- it was last week that you had this crap game when you did what you're not supposed to do. Don't do that. And it, it was kind of like trying to like, add in that humour, like, oh, yeah, it was ages ago. No, it wasn't. It was, like, dead recent. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like Paul says, with that Dortmund example, it's like, well, do you remember what he did two weeks ago? Don't do that. Don't do that, yeah. What do you think he does in terms of selection up top because there are questions over who he can pick obviously you go in Haaland in the middle uh, Grealish played well against Wolves and has, has been in a rich vein of form uh, Mares equally hasn't been in a rich vein of form um, you kind of you kind of feel like you want to get Gundogan and Bernardo in there as well but with De Bruyne and Rodri to get in yeah, you, like, there's, there's, so, there's, there's not enough spaces for those people no but I think That's that there's true. a chance I think that there's a chance because on big games if there's one thing that Pep likes it's just to I mean, Pep doesn't have enough midfielders in a team. Is this when he Pep drops Haaland? No. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, no, no. imagine? But I think that Bernardo could perform as a right wing. Yeah, that's what and I'm thinking. And then just put Phil put Phil 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 yeah. Before, put, yeah, before I was thinking, on, yeah, yeah. Foden on the left. No, sorry, Foden on the right. Because Mahrez, there's no point in putting yeah, Mahrez. Yeah. Foden on the right, Grealish on the left, and then Haaland in the middle. But then, yeah, with, you'd, you'd want Bernardo and Gundogan in this game, I think. So. I think Grealish and Gundogan is like the doubt here. Yeah. Mm, one yeah. of them is going to play my then, my feeling I mean I'm not picking the team but my feeling would be Bernardo on the right Foden on the left Gundogan as, well, alongside De Bruyne yeah I mean yeah. fair enough I'm not blaming you for, for thinking that because I think it's quite plausible when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In terms of the defence, Sam, um, we heard from Guardiola that Stones is a few weeks away. Um, Walker played for England, uh, came off the bench and uh, and played for England. He was on the bench, I think, for Wolves, uh, for City as well, so he's, he's there and thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you see it going? It's, it's a Kanji and Diaz, isn't it? Yeah, got to be. I mean, I was just thinking actually during the press conference, poor old Nathan Ake. Like, wait, like, waited so long to kind of get a chance and obviously he was injured at the end of last season but when he, whenever he did play well came in and did really He's well, really really well yeah, 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 yeah. but now it's like yeah that's fine but like Akanji's come in and he looks like even like he looks better doesn't he like, yeah. just more impressive I don't know what it is about yeah, yeah. that I don't know why maybe it's because Ake didn't start brilliantly so everyone's got that doubt in their minds you know like yeah. there's some kind of twinge of negativity which isn't necessarily his fault and no reflection of how he's played recently. But obviously, Akanji's come in, he's done well straight away. All of a sudden, everyone's like, didn't know what to expect from this guy, but he's brilliant. Whereas with Ake, it's like, okay, yeah, he's going to be okay. And then, oh, he's not great, and blah, blah, blah. And it, yeah, he's kind of fighting against a narrative in that sense. Um, but it's going to have to be Akanji and Diaz, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I, I'm fine with that. I mean, yeah. both, both very aggressive. Both very aggressive. Yeah. I wonder I how mean, that I would know work. That, actually, probably is quicker. I think that Akanji like, is quicker yeah, when he has so. to run back. Yeah, I, I think, think so. he is. Um, yeah, and I think that there was like an interesting point in the pressure. I think it was in the same question where Pep was asked about Stones and Walker Lassies of being rushed against Real Madrid, and he said that he had no no more option than doing that. Um, now, when he was like speaking about um, fullbacks and centre backs, he, um, he mentioned I think that Nathan Ake as a as an option before Dan Sergio Gomez. I think that he didn't even mention. No, he didn't he mention. He didn't even mention Sergio Gomez. So I think that if somehow there was a problem like in the right back or in the full back or Walker cannot play I don't know to be honest um, I think that he would put Cancel on the right back and just Nathan Ake on the left back Yeah. so that could be yeah, an option if Kyle if Walker is not fit enough if Stones was fit though would he put Stones at right back instead yeah 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 as he did in the previous weeks to, 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 to be fair and, and Stones did well um, but I think that if yeah if um, Walker cannot play I don't know which is his state but if Walker cannot play I think that Nathan Ake has a chance to play as left back and then do like a back three on the build up and just put Cancelo next to Rodri. Well, it's not we'll what he signed up for at all. I suppose it is what he signed up <laughs> yeah. for, but when somebody else gets signed like a Kanji as well, you just must think, sort this. Like, if, he gets, if he carries on like this, you'd think by next summer, next Ake, summer I'll be like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. off now. But you, you know, he might end up playing loads because of injuries or whatever, but yeah, yeah it's not. It must be annoying at the minute. Yeah. Um, another name it didn't get mentioned in the presser. Um, wondered what role he might have, uh, Paul, is uh, Julian Alvarez. Now, it would be a very bold call to start him in this game, but yeah. you would imagine if, if City are having one of those games where the energy's not quite right or Guardiola wants a bit more impetus, he could be a, a real option from the bench. Yeah, yeah, plus with uh, just getting back again to the Borussia Dortmund game but if Pep is not happy with how the work is with the attacking midfielders I, I think that Julian Alvarez provides like an option just to play with two strikers um, Kevin De Bruyne just go a bit wider and just start crossing Julian and Haaland like in the box getting balls in there I think it's like another way just to get balls where they want to bring the ball basically 
Um, but yeah, I think it would be a bold call, bold call just to start him. Um, and I don't think that he's really going to do it. I think if, yeah, my guess is that he's going to be like a sub. Um, and yeah, as Pep says, um, he sees Julian like as a striker and it would surprise me as well if he plays him in the wing. I, I don't think that's an option. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sam, just on kind of this game and United, um, United haven't played a Premier League game in, well, it's about a month now because of uh, the Queen's death calling oh, yeah. off that round of fixtures and then uh, the funeral the game with Leeds was uh, was called off. Yeah, um, yeah good point. The, the only, like... The only competitive games they've had has been in the Europa League. One of them was, I think they lost to Sociedad. um, And then they played Sheriff, which is, I mean, not the greatest of tests. They could be coming into this quite rusty. Yeah, yeah, there's a decent chance, actually. I mean, look, after the international break, it's a a, a bit of a leveler for everyone. But, yeah, like if you're a new team trying to work out like kinks in the system, which obviously City don't really have at this point, certainly not compared to United. Um, yeah, it's not going to be ideal not actually having played that much and not having actually played in in the Premier League and then the, the tests you do get. And City can kind of rely on muscle memory, though. Like they, yeah. they, they know the motions that Guardiola wants them to do, and that kind of that's the first step of the of the way in the in you know when you come back. Yeah, although you know this is probably semi-related. Again, going back to that documentary, one of the things that struck me about the, the first few episodes, maybe, was how often Guardiola had to say to them to want the ball. Or like in the bad moments, want the ball, and like when they played at Anfield, it was like, hey, you need to have the ball, and some players hide. It was just mad that he had to seem to remind them so often. You just think, surely by now, that's the one you thing they the ball, do. Yeah. That is the, that's like the absolute basic. But it was mad how how often he has to remind them. But I guess that's just kind of the whole intensity thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like the, what they didn't really show was the players' faces, which is probably yeah, fucking yeah. Hell. You've told us we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you told us literally he a million times. Stopped going on about it. We God. know. But all right, Dad. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's, yeah, they do. Like, look, they don't know 100% exactly what they have to do because it's all, all, well they do but it's just whether they do it but yeah compared to United and the stage that they're at it's, it's, it's completely different and again we talked about Liverpool and, and Arsenal and even those two games in between you know when I said they need to play teams they're expected to be I mean they did with those kind of fairly bad games against Southampton and Leicester but then you, you do remember when they played Real Sociedad a good side it's got beat like, just, and then yeah Sheriff game, no test at all, really. So yeah, yeah, um, they will be rusty. They're, they're nowhere near it, the evolution of where they should be. And again, that's why it goes back to for me: City should win, but you just you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, Paul, it turns out you don't really need to play any Premier League games to win Manager of the Month, though. So uh... exactly, <laughs> exactly. That didn't, yeah, that didn't need to win. How many I mean, games did they actually play for Ten Hag to get that? Two, I think. Two. Yeah. And what was one was Arsenal? I think the other one was Southampton. Leicester. Probably Leicester, I think, because Southampton was first. Yeah. Leicester probably. Really? It was like Leicester was like Thursday night. So that was probably yeah, like. No, no, no. It wasn't Leicester. That was the first of September. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first of September. So it would have been that, I think. Okay. And then, and then the Arsenal game was just like the sixth or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey ho. Let's finish. That the edit. Well, you never know. Let's finish by talking about uh, Erling Haaland as as is the way. Um, Quotes this week, uh, Paul, from uh, Alfie Harland, who said, uh, I think Erling wants to test out his capabilities in every league. Then he can stay in every league for three to four years maximum. He could have two and a half years in Germany, two and a half in England, and then in Spain, Italy, France, right? Uh, We do not know if it will be like that, but I think he would like to test his abilities in the big leagues. Um, There's no reason to be worried about that sort of quote from his father, is there? Not yet, I guess. I thought he was taking the piss. Really? That's how I read it. Okay, maybe. Like two and a, I mean, two and a half years. 
It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. But I two know. and a half, no one, he's, you know, Harlan's not going anywhere in January no. of any year, surely. No. I thought he was taking the piss. I really want to see this documentary, though. Like, it's, it's a documentary on him making yeah. the yeah, decision, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, I, I, I had a brief search for it yesterday. Um, it was made by, like, Viaplay in Norway, so I, hopefully we'll be able to get it. I'm sure we will at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he was just kind of joking. Just that. I mean, laugh. look, there is the element of Real Madrid at some point. That, yeah. that spectre is always going to be there. But um, in terms of this, I, I thought I just thought it was a bit, bit of a joke. Um, but also, it just goes back to... Didn't it go back? There was another quote as well that could be like, oh, yeah, there's, there's Bayern Munich who are, who are on the same kind of tier as Real Madrid, and then there's, well, there's other English clubs like Liverpool and Chelsea or whatever. But I think that was, again, if you were talking about things maybe being taken out of context I think that was before we kind of made the decision I think this yeah. was like these are the clubs we could, we could think have, about yeah, now yeah, yeah. not necessarily play for in the future so yeah I think with those I know, I know there was an article in the Times which I haven't actually yes, read and yeah. should but I'm sure that will get the context right but I'm sure like most people listening to this like me I've seen those quotes just on the aggregators and as we know context doesn't always come across yeah, yeah. so I mean look the, the spectre of Haaland going or being linked to other teams is going to be there soon yeah. well it'll be there throughout like, because Britain, when, yeah. the, when the Spanish press are concerned for example yeah. it could be next summer like you can't just, just get used to it yeah. Uh, and that yeah that, that is a problem but in terms of these quotes I think it's yeah I just think it's the context was this was talking about when they were deciding yeah. not not now, now now that they're settled in I don't think you're going to have Harland or his dad giving interviews now talking about when he's leaving next yeah. and to be fair though if you do start to get them soon like if Alfie Harland does an interview during the World Cup and he starts saying, oh, Real Madrid's this, start worrying. But this was months ago, so yeah. I, I think, OK. I'm, I'm also... Cause the, the, other, the other kind of aspect of all of this, Paul, is, is people got really nervous about the presence of a release clause in his contract. And, like, I, I'm quite relaxed about it, just on the, on the simple basis that City as a club have, have consistently done this thing where they've said, all right, you want to leave, well, bring us this offer. They, it's it. just that in writing, That's isn't it? it? It doesn't really change anything. It's like... Probably with, with, with Bernardo Silva when City tried to extend his contract last season. Um, I mean, if, if City would have extended Bernardo Silva's contract, it wouldn't change the fact that um, if Bernardo wants to leave and, let's say, Barcelona brings like a £85 million offer, City is not going to say no. Because City, of course, that's the way they operate and that's the way they have convinced Haaland to join and, and several other players to join um, and what made them like a successfully run club. So, yeah, it's just basically just put that into, yeah, just into writing and at the end of the day, of course, if Haaland leaves, it's going to be painful and it's going to be, but you're going to have a good business done. And, yeah, just basically it's just how football works. It's yeah. like putting yeah. pen to paper, it's just the way football works. Yeah. yeah. Also, the, the key thing is the amount. Yeah. Because if it's like 150 million, there might not be a lot of clubs who can stretch to it. Yeah. But then if it starts coming down, then it becomes more of a yeah, problem. Yeah, like yeah. If it becomes 100 million and you've got a few teams in Europe going, oh yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, fancy then that, it yeah. becomes an issue. But yeah, if it's yeah. like 175 million or something, then it's going to be difficult anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. magic beans territory, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But look, I'm sure no, you know, they know what they're doing in Harland's camp with the whole transfer. They're not gonna, they won't have priced themselves out of the move. Yeah. But you'd like to think... You'd like to think City wouldn't have agreed to anything too low, but they may have in order to get, get him, him here in the first place. And then place. just be like, well, we're we hopefully can, we'll we can do renegotiate what we can with Aguero yeah. and Pep and just keep him forever, basically. Yeah, yeah. Is, do you see it being a situation, Paul, where Haaland could remain beyond the, the length of the contract he's signed? Mm, very difficult right now. Because, I mean, it's... So it's a long way off, I know. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, just such a long shot. But, yeah, with... Uh, 
don't know, maybe with the but with the speculation that is coming out from Spain, I mean, it's going to be like that every single summer. Yeah. And just get ready get for that. Get used to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, get ready for that. Yeah, um, gonna want, Real Madrid are going to want him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, bad, really imagine. bad. Plus with Mbappe, with what happened with Mbappe, yeah. they, they just won one of those. Um, so, yeah, with all that, this amount of pressure, I mean, it's maybe now looks hard to keep him for so many years, but you never know. I mean, look, look at David Silva when he came here, he didn't just... He didn't think about like staying here ten years, and he ended up living up to it. So in the end, we'll ten years was something he really wanted to do, wasn't it? Yeah, like, he yeah, signed yeah. contracts to be like, yeah, yeah, that'll be ten years, and all yeah. done. Actually, became a big thing. Yeah. And like, to be fair, to be fair, in terms of what Harlan said, talking about quotes and stuff, and when he was asked about it early on, he was like, "Well, I signed the contract for five years, so let's start there." And I know that's kind of what you would say when you first turn up, but the th- it, it's hard because I'm trying to work out what he is like as a character, and, what, and part of me thinks, well, he just you can tell he just loves being a city. Like the way he celebrates the goals, the way he speaks. Yeah. Like obviously, grew up supporting the club. So, yeah, I could easily see him staying there for that long. But the other time, and the, on the other hand, really, he's, he's just kind of such a maverick character, isn't he? Like, if he just said, <laughs> if he just said, like, I can imagine him just sitting down and even like, saying to City, and like, even the fans, because he's just kind of so upfront and honest and so yeah. If he's like, yeah, sorry, I want to go around with it, and they should respect my way. I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever yeah, yeah. if that was the kind of character he had and he was like I want to do this before I retire so I'm going to go now yeah. I just like it, both of those elements of his personality as far as I can tell are true yeah. so it'll just be interesting to see but again if you do stay here for five years and you love it at City and you're winning loads of stuff and you're winning the Champions League all the time you feel alright but you? again you feel alright and you might want to carry on or like Bernardo Bernardo knows yeah, like yeah. you say Bernardo knows this is the best place for him but he still wants to go and live in Spain just because he wants to go and live in Spain yeah. and that might be the same with Holland. he might know this is the best place but yeah. Christ he wants to go and play in the Bernabeu yeah. who knows what's the um, kebab pizzas like in, in Spain no, what's wrong? Uh, the kebab pizza. That was Harlan's oh, favourite food. Oh, yeah, yeah, the kebab pizza. I mean, it's not a big thing in Spain. <laughs> if I have to, yeah, if I have to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... I mean, kebab is like hitting big right now. Well, well, in the last years. But I wouldn't say that kebab pizza is such a thing in not, Spain. Not really a thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a gap in the market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd love it. Yeah. Just make loads of little ones. <laughs> right, so that brings us to the end of this week's Wire Whistles. Thank you to Sam Lee. Thank you very much. And Paul Byers. It's been a pleasure. Don't forget, you can sign up to The Athletic right now for a pound a month. Just use the code MANCITYPOD. The Athletic.